0: hello y'all welcome to if we can just say as always i am your host jessica carter ogle with my lovely husband Stephen ogle tell the people hello
1: hey everybody
0: so i we are gonna do our best to give you a good episode today it might be a little bit shorter y'all we had a rough week
1: (laughs) it was uh man it's been something that is
0: wow so it's been a week. So, y'all know that I went to Nashville last weekend, which was Labor Day weekend, and you're going to hear all about that in a minute, because it's a doozy, but the biggest souvenir I took home from that was what we think is maybe bronchitis. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so,
1: she's been sick all week. She might cough a little bit. I don't have a mute button on here, so if I drop her volume and bring it back up, it's because she yeah. went into a coughing fit. That's That's been happening here, here and there, but she got some medications
0: today so yeah that's good. so I, I when I drove home Monday I felt awful and I worked from home Tuesday Wednesday Thursday was off Friday um, you'll hear about why in a second and then I still just am not feeling good I tried to go to work this morning and when I erupted into a coughing fit and everyone looked at me horribly I said I'm sorry and then I left and went to urgent care because my doctor was off today and I got a few prescriptions I think whatever I had the worst of it was already gone, but the doctor was like, "If it's not fully gone yet, we need you need to get some medicine in your system."
1: Yeah, so she has a throat lodge right now because yeah. you know you're gonna you're gonna hear her messing around with that on the microphone.
0: I tried to get him to replay episode one, but no. he wouldn't do it. So no. here I am.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who haven't listened since episode, uh, m- maybe you didn't hear episode one. If if you do, if you didn't go back and listen to it, but the audio wasn't amazing because I didn't have her level set as high as mine. So there's no way I'm going to replay of all episodes, episode one, even though it was still a good episode. It just the audio quality was our worst because I was still figuring it out. So
0: he's forcing me to record,
1: and here we are at twenty six, and I've got it figured out. I think yeah. I don't know.
0: So who knows? Why was I off on Friday?
1: Oh boy. So. Um, <clears throat> we said when we started the show that we would not be uh political or religious, so I, w- I will just uh state for f- uh factual information. Um, she was off on Friday because I got a vasectomy, yes, and so that is a choice that we have made as a couple, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I went with that and uh, been very sore walking around as uh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! As one of my doctors said, uh, "Oh, don't worry, I got it. It's no big deal. You'll just walk around like a cowboy all weekend." Well, let me tell you, slow cowboy. Ooh. I was
0: thinking Frankenstein's monster.
1: Oof boy! I tell you what, it's been something—not exciting. So I'm still, I'm still not moving around. I'm, I'm shuffling with my feet almost. Yeah. I'm, no,
0: you're doing good. The first couple of days
1: it is not a fun experience. Uh, didn't feel anything, so that's great, but yeah. I just I'm not I'm not good with that sort of stuff. First time I've ever been cut into by a doctor, so that was just not a fun experience for me. But Yeah. It's over and done with and now we're just in the recovery. So yay. But yeah. she was sick, you know, having to do a bu- go up and down the stairs a bunch of times cuz yes. I didn't come downstairs for most of the day.
0: I had to hold in my hacking cough when I was in the doctor's office with him because I needed to be there to like take him, but I didn't want them to kick me out. So yeah. I've started wearing a mask again everywhere I go, which is not many places. But I will say that I think that's one thing to come out of the pandemic is I've never before thought to myself, oh, I'm sick and going to the doctor and then I have to go to the pharmacy and get my medication and I'm coughing and now I'm like, I'm going to wear a mask every time that that happens. And I think that is a, is good yeah. I'm not trying to say like oh one good thing to come out of this horrible pandemic but but really like I've never thought about that before you're sitting in a hospital waiting room people are hacking people are sick At least you can wear a mask to have some defense. And I'm going to the pharmacy, obviously picking up prescriptions that my doctor just called in for me. You know I'm sick and I'm coughing. And at least I can have that mask between me and everyone else so I don't get anybody else sick.
1: You know, that's the thing for me. That, on top of the fact that hand sanitizer is everywhere everywhere in all those offices. Yeah. Every doctor's appointment I've had, they've asked me to wear a mask. Um, and, you know, like you look at the Asian countries, you look at China and Japan, they've been wearing masks like this kind of stuff for well,
0: decades. Well, that's a lot of air quality as well. But some yes. of it's
1: air quality, but some of it's also like I don't want to get the flu because everybody's got the flu. So I'm wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot can be a lot less would be spread around if we probably wore masks when we were sick and out in yeah. public. That would probably save a lot of people like from I, coughing and, and, and coughing into the air. Because I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm i guilty of it too. We're all guilty of it, of yeah. coughing into the air and not meaning to.
0: Yeah. And like when you have a fever, you're contagious. So I think back to 2020 when I had that really bad flu and I was standing in myer waiting for my prescriptions. And I literally thought I was going to pass out on the floor. And I'm, I have a fever at 102. I'm contagious. Like if I had had a mask on at least... You know, I could have prevented other people from getting sick and just quarantined my germs. And just for the record, I wasn't diagnosed as bronchitis. That's what me and my mom think I have <laughs> from the past things,
1: but... Well, I can tell you from her keeping me up last night, she was coughing oh about every gosh. 30 seconds.
0: I had been doing better, Ooh. and then all of a sudden we went to bed last night, and I just couldn't stop coughing.
1: Yeah, I think I slept like two hours last night because I just kept hearing her cough the whole night long. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is awful. Yeah. So, I yeah, think the only fun.
0: other thing that has happened this week is we have gotten an insane amount of Amazon packages. Did you notice this? <laughs> yeah. And literally, when I'm sitting down here, I just got a ring doorbell of another Amazon package being delivered. I don't even know what this stuff is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got a few things off of eBay. We got stuff for the house. Like, I don't even. We got various different you're home things. You're homesick
0: and you're like, what's up, Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Just order oh a few gosh. things. I
1: can't do it. Any- I can't lift it. I can't lift these boxes that are coming no,
0: in. No, no. I know, and we're going to Tennessee in a couple weeks, or next week. Oh, my gosh.
1: No, it's the week after our anniversary.
0: Yeah, the, our anniversary is this weekend. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's next week, and you can't even lift anything yet, so yeah, I'll be packing up the yeah. car. Good thing I'm a strong, independent woman.
1: Yeah, because they say when you get a vasectomy, you're not supposed to lift anything over 10 pounds for two weeks. Yeah. And my two weeks will be, like, the day, the day we get into Tennessee or yeah. something.
0: So, like... That's no exertion or physical activity, so just when I thought I was going to get to finally go kayaking this summer on our anniversary, I won't because it'll only be one week into that. Yeah. Womp womp.
1: Yeah, not happening, so... So right, yeah. so speaking of going to Tennessee, went to... Oh my you God. went to Tennessee and you have a lot of things. I got a lot of questions cuz folks, I got no notes for this. I'm asking questions. She's the one with all the answers cuz the entertainment will be what happened while she was gone cuz it was entertaining. Uh, but ours is more like a horror movie. Let's let's start with let's start with what happened on Friday morning when you woke me up at 6:40. Okay. Friday morning.
0: So Twofold. Well, first, let me just talk about how pumped we were for this trip. Like, me and Kelly were so excited. Kelly, my cousin, who was on previously and was going to be on this episode, but with us being sick, we had no idea when we were going to record and we couldn't get the tech set. So, yeah, that's a bummer. But nonetheless, um, Kelly referred to my being sick as the cherry on top of the Nashville calamity trip, <laughs> to quote Kelly. And Steven says that Nashville trip is the gift that keeps on giving.
1: Yes. It is wow. Yes, nonetheless,
0: it is. we um were so excited. Kelly and I were like texting every day leading up to it. We are so excited. Kim texting my cousin Katie, um, Kelly's sister, our friend Sam, and Cassie. We were all super pumped. So Six people. Six people were going on this trip. Hurrah. So Friday morning, I get up at 5.50, and I already had a text from my friend Kim at 5.15 stating that she had a fever, body aches, the chills, and, like, stomach pain. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So we're leaving in, like, two hours, and I'm like, <laughs> do you want me to push it off an hour? Like, do you – in reality, like, she's got a fever. Like, obviously, she's not going. Yeah. And I don't want to be sick in a car with her. And she doesn't want to be stuck in a car. So at about, you know, six o'clock in the morning, I know that I'm now driving to Tennessee by myself. Mind you, leading up to this, Kelly has had a bit of a sniffles. She thought it was like a sinus cold thing. We don't know because she still has a little bit of the sniffles. And now I'm sick, but no accusations there, Kel. Nonetheless. <laughs> Nonetheless. So Kim couldn't go, right? So, you know, just like an aside I have made trips like that by myself a lot. So it's about seven and a half hours, eight hours to get there. Yeah. I used to drive to Missouri all the time to visit family nine hours. I've driven by home from Gatlinburg with myself, which was like 10 hours, but the state of the world right now, the state of the world for women, which is part of the vasectomy, why that happened. Um, for the first time in my life, I had some anxiety like I of being a woman traveling alone and I, I was so angry about that that morning. I was angry. I was upset. I did have a little mini breakdown with Steven because I'm like, I am a strong, independent woman and I've taken care of myself and lived alone for a long time. And I've never been anxious or worried about my safety. I've been aware. I've always been aware. But like this was the first time and I was like, I am so angry that in 2022, I have to have like this anxiety about this.
1: Yeah. And that's that's not fair. It's, no, it's not. It's not fair. It's not. Uh, it's not the way things should be for anybody. No, at all. Like, uh, it's, I don't know. As a, as a as a person, yes, obviously I'm a white dude, but like I'm I am surprised that we're in 2022 and that's a thing that exists to be scared to drive eight hours somewhere. Yeah, that's crazy. And I've
0: done, I've done it many times. Yeah. So you know that's an aside, but nonetheless, so okay, trips off to a great start. I pack up the car. Mind you, the trunk is full. I packed enough for about five people. I had like a dozen pairs of shoes in their own bag. I had all kinds of going out clothes. Like I was ready for a rip-roaring good time. So I'm in the car driving. My mom and dad and my brother and Steven, everyone's talking to me. Kelly and Cassie are talking to me because, you know, I'm by myself. And yep. But it was fine. And, and I got over my anxiety pretty quick and got into my rhythm. And I didn't have a problem. And luckily for that, I get super great gas mileage. I only had to stop once each time. But so Kelly and Cassie call me, and Kelly's like, well, we got a late start. And I'm like, all right, well, what happened? And she's like, well, Cassie went to get gas on her way to my house. And as she came to my house, I don't think I told you this, Stephen, she somehow lost her debit card.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that's a recipe for for, uh, planting seeds.
0: Yes. So she lost her debit card, and she was trying to find it, couldn't find it. So they got a late start trying to retrace steps, and then she had to call to cancel her debit card on the way down. Oh. So, so far, you know, this trip is just... That's strike two. Yeah. Whew. So I get there first. Airbnb is cute. Check in. Wait for them to arrive. It's going good. We're getting gussied up. We're having cocktails. Everything's great. Katie's flight is delayed. Sam's flight's delayed as well, but Sam's... I don't know the way it worked out. She somehow arrived on time. So she gets to the Airbnb. We're getting ready to go out. Katie's flights delayed. And then she gets a call from her husband that her, um, I, I'm not, I don't even know what to say, but her animals were playing a little too hard. And one of her animals got really hurt. So she had a, she had a pet issue. Um, that's all, that's what I'm going to say. Cause I don't, yeah, that's fine. So she had a really bad pet issue. And, she was super upset, understandably so. And therefore, after being delayed in the airport, her husband came and picked her up and took her home. So she didn't end up coming either. So
1: so now the six <laughs> were four. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I texted Stephen from dinner and was like, and then there were four. Yep. Oh my gosh. It was so crazy. Like, I was just sitting there like, this is the, I've never, we've, this is like our eighth Nashville trip and it's just so crazy.
1: So you hit... <clears throat> You hit a certain point in time in the evening. You've had you've had K- Kim get sick. Yeah. You've had Katie have to call out and be yeah. like I got a got an emergency, got to take care of it. Yeah. So now there's four of you. You've got all gussied up. You've mm. gone
0: out. What's the weather like down there? What's happening? It's really nice at this point. Oh, okay. So at this point sorry you guys my voice is starting to go. Oh um, boy. It's, oh boy. It's really nice at this point. We're out, we're having a good time, we're dancing, we're cutting a rug. We found this cool band that was playing like some two thousands, like Jimmy Eat World, some oh, you know, right. um uh oh my gosh, who uh, Fallout Boy, stuff like that. That was fun. We went to a few bars, we had a great time. So then, you know, it's getting late, we're hungry, we hit up the Euro stand. We go to go to um, one more bar and I took a picture of a bar for Steven that I said I would never go to, Jason Aldean bar. And <laughs> then I reached into my bag and my I had my ID, a debit card, and $40 cash rubber band together. And it was gone.
1: Oh, boy.
0: So I was like, oh, my gosh. Instant panic. And then it started raining. And it got cool. And I'm freaking out. And I don't know where Kelly and Cassie are, but Sam's with me and Sam and I are retracing our steps. I know that we went into one bar because they carded me and that's the last time I saw my ID. So night one, Nashville, my ID and my debit card and my cash are gone.
1: Not all of your cash, but forty dollars. That's
0: all I had. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you didn't bring any other cash for nope, you was on the that trip. Yeah. Just forty dollars on the trip. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well in cash I had like yeah. my cards. So that was crazy. And it's Broadway in Nashville. If y'all ever been in Nashville, it's loud. It's crazy. It's raining. I'm standing in the middle of Broadway calling Chase, screaming into the phone to the woman to cancel my card, cancel my card. Freaking out. She's trying to ask me my last purchase. I was like, yes, that's accurate. Everything's fine. Like, cancel it, cancel it. I get, We get back. We never find it. We never find anything. We get back to the Airbnb and then I have laryngitis. Like I sit there and start talking to Kelly and it's like, and I was like, what? So then Kelly started calling me Larry. She's like, oh, Larry's coming out. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, it was such a mess.
1: So that's just night. That's day one.
0: Yeah. That's like we got back and.
1: I mean, like you struck out two batters on day one. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, it was insane. That's a lot. Of and strikes. I'm
0: like, okay, well, there goes going out at night. There goes my 30 outfits in the closet because I don't have my ID. Yeah,
1: there's because the, they're going to, well, they're going to card you, yeah. so Yeah,
0: so they card usually after about six places or 21 and up.
1: Now, you did a thing online for a replacement ID. Would they have taken a picture of a replacement ID?
0: No, because the, so when you do that, it's a temporary ID. So it's like, you know, if you go to renew your license and it's not going to arrive in time before it, yeah, and they so they, get, they staple that white piece of paper to it. Yeah, that's all I had was the white piece of paper. But they, no st- picture.
1: But they wouldn't take that.
0: No, there's no picture.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: So it's just the white piece of paper. So that's what I had to drive home with, and I was like, well, hopefully nobody, you know, Whew. like that. Those are like the big things that happened. Like that Saturday was just like we went to get breakfast. I was waiting for somebody else to order a cocktail to see if they carded. Nobody did, but that was okay. Coffee was fine. And then we just kind of like hung out that day. Hit a little bit of a farmer's market. And like literally we went and laid by the pool, which was nice. And then we were all just like dead exhausted from the night before and being cold and wet. And we like literally watched it. On Netflix in the Airbnb Saturday night.
1: <laughs> Which, for you folks that don't know, Jess, when she goes on a vacation, does not like to watch TV. I don't. So that's saying something. She doesn't like I there don't. to even be a TV there. No. She looks for Airbnbs that have no TV. That's she doesn't true. even want the TV in in, the, in available. Yeah. She's a lunatic. She's a crazy person.
0: But, yeah. So Sunday, we did end up going out more. Um, the farmer's market was in full bloom. There was tons of shopping. And like, so Kelly and I started a thing where like, she would just go up to places and order two drinks while I like waited in the wings. (laughs) And then she would bring me a drink. So (laughs) Sunday, all day, Sunday, we were out, we went dancing during the day at bars. Like we had a great time. We did like a nice dinner, which we were all a little bit drunk for. And then we just went back to the Airbnb. We were out all day. Like we were dancing, um, it was so fun. I hadn't been out like that in a really long time. But yeah, Kelly was just, when she got bought drinks, she just bought two of everything. And then I venmo her a stack of cash when I got home.
1: Now, you bought me a hat while you were down there. Yeah. What's,
0: what's, that, what's the story
1: on the hat? Yeah,
0: one of the little vendors at the farmer's market was called Hug a Farmer. And it is a um, family-owned farm. Um, I know they do like sunflowers, I think like some produce, stuff like that. I feel like she's probably about our age Um, and her sons do a lot of like her designs and stuff. I think they designed like her stickers and like her hats and Kelly and I got like a couple tank tops, some really cute gear, like happy to support like a small family owned farm. I saw a cute hat. I thought you would like that. I got you. I bought some Christmas presents for our parents while we were there and. That was just a really fun, nice day hanging out with the girls. And one of Sam's friends met us who lives in Nashville and just good conversation, drinks, food, dancing. That was a really fun day. That's cool. Yeah. And that was Sunday? That was Sunday. Sunday, okay. So then Sunday night we went to bed and I woke up at one in the morning and could like not fall back asleep. Intermittently, I was sleeping from one to five. And Sam had to leave the Airbnb at 345 to get her flight. And I just got up at five, and I didn't feel good. I couldn't hadn't slept. I slept with my mouth open all night, so that was a downfall. My like my laryngitis really kicked in. My throat was hurting, and then I had to get in the car and drive home by myself for seven and a half hours.
1: Yeah, every time you talked to me, your voice was
0: up and down yes. and. Uh, eh. It yeah. was insane. But I will say, uh, one of the actual memorable things too from that trip is so Kelly and I are very close. Like we've had we've had a few ups and downs in our day, but I think if anything, it has always brought us closer. And I would say we're probably as close as we've ever been now, and especially after the Nashville trip. And so for my birthday, Stephen had bought me this like shirt that says like uh alpaca, alpaca- oh. lips. Yes. It's got like alpacas and it's like it's time for the Apocalypse. yes and it was a little too small for me and i wanted him to get me a new size and when he went to exchange it they told him to keep the other one so i told kelly i was like well do you want this because she was here and she's like yeah i'll take it and i was like well when it comes in i'll bring it to you for nashville and she said to me i ordered the skirt on shine or sheen whatever it is and I accidentally ordered two so I was going to bring you that one so we dressed up in our twinsies outfit but since <laughs> people have called us kin we call it kinseys. so I'll have to post a picture of us in our kinseys outfit with our apocalypse shirts and <laughs> our and like Sam was I, I never know I was never really self aware of Kelly and I and how we communicate towards each other in front of other people until <laughs> Sam called us out and she was like oh gosh Cassie I don't know what they're doing over there but they're doing that telepathy thing that they do i don't know what they're saying but they're saying something to each other and i was like oh my gosh we do that yeah. i didn't even know do we do that
1: you do you, <laughs> you giggle to each other a lot <laughs> facial uh, expressions it's the it's the fingers pointing at each other's eyes yeah like you, you you're you're seeing what i'm seeing oh my gosh yeah. so funny two are goofy together man so
0: i mean overall honestly that we had a lot of fun we had a lot of laughs we had a good time, um, just hanging up out by the pool. We had a good time. We don't have to like go out and party and get drunk like every time to have fun. We just enjoyed being together, and yeah, it was a bit of a calamity though. It really was, but overall, overall, it was fun. I would have preferred not to get sick, um, and probably obviously. preferred
1: not to get your license. Stolen. Yeah, I'm still
0: waiting for that bad boy, Secretary of State. Yeah, oh, but. It, it was fun. Like, you know, who knows what Kelly would have said, but, oh, there was, there was one thing too, though. There was one purchase made with my debit card in all that hullabaloo. It was pending around the same time as all of ours. And Kelly said something like, it's a very modest purchase by the people. Cause they just went to like one bar and spent like $45.
1: Yeah. See, I woke up the next morning with a text that yeah. said my ID and debit card was stolen. And it really didn't say much else than that, and I'm like, well, did she get a? Ca-? So I'm looking at her bank yeah. accounts. I'm going, all right. Well, I see all these charges. With, like, did she get all these? Or, or no, actually, I didn't see any charges because I was like, wait a minute. She said the debit card ca- was stolen. We
0: have two checking accounts.
1: Yeah, she was using the one that, that I use we one use that's for, kind of
0: like a savings. Yeah, for travel.
1: Yeah, and I was like, well, I don't see any charges. So what is she talking about? Did she already get it taken care of? And then like. I text her back. I'm like, I got no idea what you're talking about, but if I got to make a call, you better let me know. Yeah. Yeah. So well, because I guess fun.
0: you had went to bed already and I just text with like an angry cursing emoji. My ID and debit card were stolen. I still don't know how it happened. I I don't know if someone got in my bag. Oh, this is funny too. So right before it happened, I'm, I was out in this dress I got on Amazon, this floral pattern dress that's super cute. And there was a woman who had a shirt that was the exact same pattern. So she came up to me and was talking to me about it and wanted to take her picture with me. And my crossbody bag was like between us. And Kelly took our picture. And then the girl gave her the phone number to send it to her.
1: Oh, nice. And then
0: Sam's like, I think that woman stole stole the card because, you know, she came up. And the, look how close the bag is. And Kelly texted her like, do you happen to have her ID And the woman's like, I'm 43 years old. I don't think I need to steal someone's ID. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, but Kelly checked just in case. So it was in that bar is the last place. So I don't know if I put it back in the slot. Maybe I dropped it. Maybe I didn't put it back in. Maybe someone's, I mean, pickpockets are good. So I'm like, either I lost it and then someone took it and used it or someone just took it and used it.
1: Yeah. Either you somehow dropped it, but I've been
0: to Europe. I've been to Dominican Republic. I've been all over the place. I've never had that happen ever. Hmm. You turn forty and it all goes to hell, folks.
1: Wow! Wow! You heard it here first, first, or maybe second. Oh my gosh. So that was fun.
0: But yeah, but I made it home, y'all. I made it home. And then I really haven't left home since then.
1: And thankfully, I have not gotten sick throughout yeah. all this. So He that's wouldn't even kiss great. me. Oh,
0: my gosh. I, am I was gone for like the whole trip, you know, and he had his vasectomy coming up. So he was a little preoccupied. But I come home and I'm like, he's. Like, I was like, hi. And Sophia's hugging me. And he went I went to give I got him a, a kiss. Of that. Yeah. I went to give him a kiss and then he lifts his head up and kisses my forehead and I was like, I'm sick. I've been gone for days. We felt like we were in Nashville for two weeks and hadn't seen anybody. Like on Saturday, we're like, How long have we been here? Has it been two weeks? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a crazy trip. It it may be the last Nashville. There we're we're I don't know.
1: I mean, don't don't let it get you down. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what could happen next year? Next year, it could be the best Nashville trip you've ever had. That's true. That's true. Next year could be everything you wanted and more. Yeah. So
0: you never know. Well, that was my Labor Day week on. Stephen, what did you do? Um,
1: I got a bunch of things. So I'll hit hit a few short things very quickly. And I will say, uh, I watched Rings of Power. And I watched... Uh, House of the Dragon, and I watched Mortal Kombat, the new movie. And I have to say that all three were so fun to watch. The Rings of Power, which is the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon, is absolutely fantastic, fantastic. visually stunning. Um, They're throwing a bunch of stories together from all of the Lost Tales and Cimmerillion, and it's fantastic. Um, If you're a stickler and you like it to be exactly like the book, I'm sorry, you're probably going to be bugged. I'm not one of those type of people. I I like what I'm seeing. I love all of. I love the fact they're throwing some stories together, and there's some stuff that I don't know what they're doing, and it's great. Cool. Um, House of the Dragon is already starting off to be better than Game of Thrones because I didn't read the book, <laughs> and Game of Thrones got horrifically bad towards about the back half of it. Um, and then Mortal Kombat. I don't know why, but I never watched it when it came out during 2020. It was like one of the first movies to come out during the pandemic. And that movie is fantastic. They pay tribute to so many things in the video games. It's They even pay tribute to the original movies with the soundtrack. Cool. So very quick plugs for those. I watched those. Um, Let's see. I took the pup for... A uh, Puppuccino. Pup a, Cup. Pup Cup at uh, Dairy Queen. And they they give uh, a couple milk bones, basically, in with the ice cream. Man, she is so good in the car. She was ecstatic to get in the car and go on a trip. I mean, like, sh- there was most of the time she sat in the back seat in the middle and watched out the front window, like, where are we going? Yeah. She's very excited. Um, And... uh yeah, I mean, when she got her pup cup, she started whining until I got parked because she was like, oh man, I know that's for me, you know, and oh man, she was so great. She was, she was a blast. So that was on, uh, that was on Saturday because Friday I just did sushi and, uh, uh watch your shows and rings of power. Yeah. Um, so on Saturday we did that and then your dad came over in the middle of the day because the WWE's pay-per-view, uh, Clash at the Castle was in Cardiff, Wales, and they are five hours ahead of us. So the pay-per-view started at 1 p.m., which for them would have been six. Um, fantastic. First time they've done a pay-per-view live in the U.K. in 30 years, and they had 62,000 people in that stadium. And wow. I, I don't know if that's the biggest number of people they've had together since the pandemic, but that was a pretty big, pretty big deal. Um if you enjoy watching wrestling, I encourage you to go look up the match between Sheamus and Gunther. It was an absolute war. Those two guys looked like they went through war when it was over. They were both bruised and battered and bloody. It was fantastic. And not bloody in the face of like having it all over their face, but just like from blood vessels being Uh, popped under the surface yeah under the surface like Seamus is a very pale fellow like myself he's from Ireland he's very pale and his chest looked just all the blood vessels were burst on his chest just from him getting chopped from Gunther which Gunther has a, a hand that's about the size of a frying pan um
0: was it just my dad that was over just
1: your dad and you know I haven't done anything with just your dad in a very long time and that was very cool we just sat here and chilled and and during that match, we were both on the edge of the couch watching. Nice. Like, that was the one match during the show. Like, at a certain point, he looked at me, and he's like, "He's like, wow, we're both on the edge of the couch watching this right now. Like, this is really good. And I was like, man, I just, I can't sit back, man. I, I'm wondering what's happening next. Like, these guys are beating the hell out of each other. Like, um, <clears throat> great pay-per-view, great showing. Um, they had also uh, Tyson Fury show up. He was in the crowd. He is the um, oh my gosh, what do they call him? The Gypsy King. Mm. He is. I think he's got two, maybe three championship belts right boxer? now in, bo- in boxing. Dude is legit. He is. Oh my gosh, big man. He's like uh, almost seven foot tall. I think he's like six eleven or something like that. He yeah, is a tall. he is a massive man. Um, but yeah, that was very cool. And then of course after your dad left, I. Hung out with the pooch a little while. And then I watched House of Dragon. Nice. Which was fun. Nice. So that was Saturday. Sunday was the big pay-per-view. The big one. AEW with their huge five-hour all-out pay-per-view. AEW does a pay-per-view every three months. So their pay-per-views tend to be longer than WWE's. Because WWE does one once a month, if not sometimes two a month. Or if you're like the UFC... UFC, they do one like almost every weekend or something. So so AEW likes to do a more quality over quantity okay. in the number of pay-per-views. But then they throw 10 matches on the pay-per-view. So it is like you're watching like a, a huge pay-per-view. Okay. Um, and for that, we had Eric and Tony come over and your dad. And we do this thing where we fill out a spreadsheet and we – kind. It's just kind of like a um, bragging rights. There's no money or anything on the line, but we take bets on who's going to win and all that kind of stuff. He
0: made me give my picks before I left for Nashville. I did,
1: and Jess just came out last, and your dad came out first. Your dad beat us all this week, uh, this this pay per view. He just destroyed us all. Um. So, um, that pay per view was fun. There was a lot of matches on that pay per view. Um, I can say that uh, they crowned a new women's champion, Tony Storm, which and a uh, f- four women were in that match, and that was fantastic. Uh, there is a group called the Acclaimed that had the biggest pop of the night. They uh, are so over; it's insane. Like they were challenging for the tag titles, and they did not win. And let me tell you, that crowd turned on, turned on the champs when the champs won. Like it was a Legit, like they got booed out of the arena type of thing. Wow. And, um And they were in an arena that holds like 11,000, 11, something like that. So the main event was CM Punk. For those of you that are not into wrestling, but maybe you know CM Punk, he was in the main event and he won the title. Now, AEW, when they are done with their pay-per-view, which ends roughly at like midnight, they do a media scrum. They do a media scrum like it's... Like it's, you know, like they're ESPN yeah. or whatever. So they got the the people coming up to do interviews with the press. CM Punk was the first guy. He came right from the ring, still blood all over his face, you know, got a towel in one hand, got the title over his shoulder, and got some uh, muffins in another hand, and he sits down at the table, and then he's got some drinks. You know, they got some water there for him, and he's sitting there like he's going to have – you know, interview and they're gonna ask him questions. And it literally I I have never seen a media they call it a media scrum. I've never seen one implode so fast.
0: That was his plan.
1: In my entire life.
0: He did it on purpose.
1: Like he was up, up there for about twenty minutes and he imploded. Yeah. He badmouthed the company. He badmouthed the, the executive vice presidents, which are also some of them are also wrestlers. He badmouthed the president who was sitting right next to him and said nothing. He badmouthed every one of the journalists in the room. Like literally I, I could not stop watching. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. He's he ju- crazy. He just trashed. Everything and everyone, it was insane. And it, like, I we have a podcast in which we don't, uh, we don't drop any uh language on this podcast, right? And I can't say what he said because of how much how many bad words he had to say, so that's why I won't say them because yes. they are words that we don't say on this podcast. But he, man, he said a ton of stuff, and apparently. When he was done, they had other people to interview and I watched it. It was like an hour and a half of, you know, of other guys coming up and talking and taking questions from the press. And, you know, it is what it is. It's It, it was fun. It was cool. Chris Jericho was on there and answered some questions. Very professional. Uh, the tag champions, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland were on there. Very professional. Everything was cool. CM Punk was extremely not professional and by far the worst I've ever seen with the press ever. Yeah. But what we didn't know was until the next morning we found out that when CM Punk walked off of the stage for the press, somehow got into a fist fight with the executive vice presidents that he talked trash about. Fisticuffs, if you will. Fisticuffs, if you will. I mean, and this has, been ta- this has took it over the wrestling media for the last two weeks. This is yeah. all that anybody's talking about.
0: Well, yeah, because they're like what all suspended.
1: They're all suspended. Um, he, they took the title from him. He's not. He will. He does not have the championship at all. Also, he tore his tricep in the match, so he had to have surgery immediately. Um, because the doctors didn't want his muscles to atrophy, so. He's out with a torn tricep and surgery, which puts him out for 9 to 10 months, maybe even a year because of his age because it takes longer to recover from a tricep injury in your 40s than it does in your 20s. Or maybe
0: just forever and he'll be gone.
1: Oh, boy, that, don't we hope. Um,
0: then which you had- is really sad because he was so beloved by the fans when he came back, especially you. I always thought he was the psych major in me, never thought he was genuine. I always thought he was fake. And I was right.
1: And I hate the fact that I see that now. I'm so happy
0: you see it now.
1: I originally never saw it that way, but I can't not see it that way now. It's insane. Like, like, the the, the media scrum didn't even start off with a question. He asked one of the interviewers, hey, are you still doing improv? And the guy was like, yeah. He's like, well, who do you do improv with? Because he knew what the answer was.
0: Yeah, he was just trying to stir the pot to talk about the guy.
1: And it just, boom, because he wanted to talk about the guy that the guy does improv with. Yeah. And it turned, it snowballed. It went the absolute worst direction so fast. Um, And the thing is, is that like, this took over and they had somebody who's been gone from the company, gone from TV, not gone from the company, but been gone from TV for three months that everybody's been waiting for them to come back. And that person came back and ended the show with like a face-off between CM Punk and MJF. And nobody was talking about that at all. Yeah, Nobody talked about it because everybody was talking about the fact that these guys just got themselves suspended. Now the executive vice presidents got themselves suspended and they also were champions. So more belts that they had to hold up and crown new champions. So an absolute... Craziness that happened, yeah. With you know, after just having a pay per view of which they haven't had one in three months, it's their you know, kind of their big pay per view of the summer, really, if you think about it. And a chance, literally, all punk had to do was talk about MJF coming back, and it would have been just fine, well, but instead, he wanted about, to talk about himself.
0: Yeah, it's a media scrum after the pay per view, that's what you're supposed to talk about. You're yeah. supposed to talk about the pay per view. And yeah. he overshadowed it. And he always makes himself the center of attention. Yes. No matter what. And it's just ridiculous to have all that backstage drama. It's part of the issue with social media. All those guys saying stuff on social media, all yep. this stuff, it all stirs everything up. The fans know too much. That the all the backstage drama overshadowed the sport, athleticism, and entertainment of the pay-per-view. And that's too bad for all the people that were involved in the pay-per-view.
1: So... The thing is, is that Punk got injured in April. In April, they had a pay-per-view of which CM Punk won the world heavyweight title, and he got injured in that match. He—or not—sorry, not not in that match. He got injured the next show that they had on Wednesday night. They came out, or he came out for a match, and he stage-dove off the stage into the crowd and broke his foot on the railing, Mm. but didn't know he broke his foot because he said it just felt a little weird. And then he said that the doctor told him, basically, by doing the match after that, he pulverized his foot. He got two plates and 16 screws in his foot. He's got, got a like huge... A bionic he's, foot. Basically. And he said, you know, for him to try to figure out how to use this foot has been like a whole thing. So he's been off TV for three months. Yeah. Then he comes back two weeks before this pay-per-view and challenges for the title again and then re-injures and gets into a fight and now he's off TV again. Yeah. So literally we we as fans that wanted him to come back, we were supposed to get this summer of a lot of CM Punk and we've seen him four times over the course of the last 5 months, maybe? Yeah. It it's been such a disappointment cuz he was like he was like the guy when he left wrestling like 8 years ago. He was like a f- beloved fan favorite and it's just turned into an absolute disaster because he had to make it about himself yeah it's so weird it'd be like if it'd be like if if uh when peyton manning uh won the super bowl and in his press conference he decided to talk trash about tom brady yeah instead of talking about beating Whoever they beat in the Super Bowl, yeah, but not instead, even playing Tom Brady,
0: yeah, not even like being against Tom Brady, yeah.
1: Tom Brady's not even there, and all he does is talk trash about Tom Brady for twenty minutes. Yeah. That's essentially what CM Punk did. He talked trash for twenty minutes about somebody who wasn't even there. Yeah, makes it, no sense. It's so it's so, it's such a bizarre thing. And of course, when Jess came home, I was like, Jess, you got you have to see this. The psychology oh my person gosh, he was obsessed. Like you, you have to see oh, yeah. this. It's insane. Like, um. So yeah, so that was just a whirlwind of crazy that happened, of which us that are wrestling fans, we couldn't stop talking about because it was just like, well, what's... Because that's the thing about wrestling news media. You never know if something's real or not sometimes. Sometimes it's what they call a work where it's part of a story, and sometimes it's called a shoot when it's for real. This was all real. Yeah. Like, lawyers are involved. They're not saying anything like
0: so crazy it's
1: yeah it's just wow and and the thing is is like these people make a ton of money they're millionaires
0: well you get cocky you get you know like your egos get too big
1: I, i never understand that like we were just watching a show and these two people in a grocery line got into an argument and the guy looked at the girl and was like look at my car and then look at your car and you tell me who's who's better off or something like that and it's like what is it with these people yeah. that have money What? what why do they yeah. act that way that's so that's so weird i know i don't get it that's crazy so
0: well it sounds like a fun weekend overall though
1: it was a fun weekend yeah yeah and then this weekend uh nothing Nothing, not really. I
0: do want to do an entertainment shout-out to a show on Apple that we watched on Friday. Yes. It's called Blackbird. It's the last show that um, Ray Liotta did before he passed. Yes. It stars Teron Edgerton, Paul Walter Hauser, Greg Kinnear, Ray Liotta, and Septia Moafi. It's the first time I've ever seen her in anything. But it's a six-episode mini series on Apple about a guy who goes to prison for 10 years And while he's there, he is tasked with getting a confession of another guy in prison for more crimes. And then he'll get his sentence commuted. Um, But It's It's based on a true story. 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 It's so good. The acting is good. Um, Steven and I together watched the first season of True Detective, which was phenomenal with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. If you don't watch any other True Detective, that first season is Edge of Your Seat amazing. Yes. And this show is the first show we've watched since that first season of True Detective where we both individually were thinking, this feels almost like True Detective a little bit. A little bit. It has that vibe. It's so good. Like, Teron Edgerton is amazing. He's the guy in prison that's tasked with getting the confession from Paul Walter Hauser who is also amazing in the role.
1: Paul Walter Hauser is in Cobra Kai. And in Cobra Kai, he plays a guy who's in his 20s who is partying with teenagers. And so he's this crazy frat boy. He and he is not that at all. Well he in also Blackbird. plays
0: um Richard Jewell in the Richard Jewell movie. Yep, and he's that. also in I Tonya. But he's really good. The show is amazing, the acting's so amazing, good. the writing's amazing. We watched the all- storyline. We watched all six episodes after we got home from the vasectomy appointment.
1: Yeah, pretty we much. We were like, like I right. felt like
0: crap. He felt like crap. What are we going to do? And we watched Blackbird. Ray is good in it. He's got a smaller role, but it is the last thing he did before he passed. I highly <laughs> recommend the yeah. show. It's very good.
1: And Soph recommends as well. Yeah, she, she was. Does. She was paying attention sometimes. It's so weird. That's another thing that happened while you were gone. I don't know if I told you this. I was watching um, House of the Dragon. And, of course, there's dragons on this making dragon noises and yeah. screeches and stuff like that and screams or whatever. And I looked over on the couch, and she's staring at the TV.
0: She was doing that the other night she's, randomly. She's full-on watching. I've never seen her do that before. I was like, she's watching TV, and you're like, she did that while you were gone. Yeah. Like, Crazy.
1: Yeah, she's been watching the dragons. It's so weird because I, I watched an episode of House of the Dragon today, and she was watching the dragons. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's intrigued by things sometimes, so... Yeah, but yeah, uh, Ray Liotta, fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I I still I, man. I mean,
0: I still love Goodfellas. I'm not gonna lie, that movie's amazing.
1: I, I'm one of those people that like some. There's sometimes when actors die, I'm like, man, like, ah, oh, like there's so many other stuff I didn't see, and there's some stuff like Goodfellas that they're iconic for. Yeah. I'll say, um, uh, unlawful entry. Oh yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. Him and Kurt Russell, and I can never uh, remember Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe, that movie's amazing. Like he's great yeah. in that um he's good he he was just one of those actors that like when he passed i was like no come on man like he's there's nobody like him yeah like he he's the type of guy like you can see it in his face he was in um he was just he was uh he was in a movie we saw date night he shows up in date night yeah and it was like oh man what a great role for him like he's just randomly
0: in everything yeah but but in a good way.
1: Yeah. And he's, man, he plays it. He's one of those guys that his facial expressions, he gets those crazy eyes and you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Like, what's coming? So, but yeah, Blackbird, go watch
0: that. That was fantastic. Yes. So, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find uh, podcasts. We are there. Share, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, we hope we gave you a good episode. I apologize if it was a little subpar. I hope it was not.
1: <laughs> nah, it wasn't subpar. So we did great.
0: Please leave your feedback. Let me know if you guys have had any crazy travel experiences like I had. Yep. I would love to hear about it. Yep. And we look forward to talking at you next week.
1: Yep. So we'll see you next week. Bye,
0: y'all.